0: Welcome back, fellow spy fans. Uh, As usual, I'm Dave, and I'm joined here with Todd uh, for another episode of Spies Like Us podcast. Hello. Um, This week we're talking about Season 1, Episode 6 of Turn, Washington Spies. Uh, If you joined us last week, then hopefully you're caught up with us. Um, If not, maybe go back and take a listen uh, if you don't mind the spoilers, just keep uh, chugging along with us. Um, but, yeah, this is about uh, during the Revolutionary War, uh, General Washington introduced a entire spy ring known as the Culper Spy Ring, and that is what this show is about, and we're back talking about Episode 6. Uh, Todd, what's, what's happened so far before we got here?
1: Oh, like uh, between Episode 1 and here, um, major things that have happened is uh, Abe is a lot more pro proactive uh, on the continental side at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. He's no longer just participating for purely selfish reasons. Um, he's actively trying to arrange trips to New York. Uh, New York of course being like the main British base in the US uh, at this time and so uh, a really difficult place to get information out of, but also very, uh, like high, high value information could be, uh, procured, uh, from New York. He does still, he still, still does waffle like here and there. Um, Mm. Abe, Abe is our, Abe is our character of conflicted conscience for the show and he's still kind of in, in that spot, but also he's, he's, he's moving along toward being, uh, really, uh, anti, anti British and getting more proactive uh, along that thing. Uh, Ben has returned to the main army, which due to, you know, increasing uh, conflicts between him and his superior officer uh, that were, you know, kind of uh, hinted at even in the first episode, I believe um, those, those have kind of gotten worse and worse and he's maybe expecting to be court-martialed um he was uh in a a real previous episode too we had the we had the famous Delaware crossing uh which mm-hmm. i think is is worth mentioning just as a piece of showcraft um i i like i i like slow clapped and and <laughs> you know even just watching alone uh when i realized what it was that i was seeing and such a genius choice to not show Washington crossing the Delaware because that is the story. The I don't want to say fable, what do, you, what do you say? The myth. Mm-hmm. You know, the myth of George Washington is he, he crossed the Delaware uh, at Christmas time and uh, that it was a big surprise. You know, I don't know the difference between fact and, and myth here or fact and legend um so it also could have been a reason to kind of not exactly show him doing it because maybe the way he actually did it doesn't match you know the kind of uh legend that were shown
0: oh i kind of felt like it was already i kind of felt like it was already implied like everybody knows the famous painting and the big story of of washington taking the soldiers across the delaware but that we already knew that and that his first time on screen was going to be a big deal but you know this story isn't about the revolution or washington it's about the spy ring right so that's kind of how i read that i thought it was more of an artistic choice but um maybe maybe there's some factual right no but
1: exactly but a really good artistic choice i think
0: to have Absolutely. It just,
1: just kind of happen and just let the audience like the you know just the realization dawning over you is like oh this is that night
0: yeah fucking <laughs> <Right>. cool <laughs> yeah 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 there's a lot of cool little uh easter eggs or i guess you'd call them easter eggs but little hints at like if you know anything about the revolution you're like oh this is then and this is that point and this is that time you know, that they throw in the little background, so you understand where we are history-wise, but we're watching the story of the spy ring.
1: I actually had kind of had a note of some. It was one of my very first notes. I hadn't brought it up, and it actually changes over the course of the season. But at least in the early episodes, they I noticed they don't show dates uh, when they cut mm-hmm. to an establishing shot. Mm-hmm. They'll show the nice script that shows, like, what city or what part of the country we're looking at. Um, and I thought leaving the dates out was, was kind of nice because I, I kind of, let's see, if you put the dates in, then it feels more like you're in a history lesson. And I really enjoy like something about not having the dates makes me feel more like I don't actually know how this war ends.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Um, cause that's, that's, that's kinda- how you. That's how you want to feel as an audience. And that's a that's a terribly hard trick to to pull off uh with uh, these events. But again, just by showing like what some some of these famous events would have looked like to a man on the street, you know, that wasn't that was only like peripherally connected, it really makes you feel like you're living in in this history as opposed to like being taught it. Right. <laughs> um, um Ben and Caleb uh, uh, again, Ben's superior officer didn't like his methods. He had gotten Abe's good information that he'd kind of accidentally got was about some Hessian movement into Trenton, which is for some reason super important. You know, they don't give us the big strategic board game view of the war. Uh, which goes to my you know the point I just made about making it feel more like you're living in it. Um, but uh, yeah, that got tossed in the fire and they came up with this idea of just like faking a report and just kind of hiding it uh, in the report that was being filed to Washington in the assumption, or I guess just knowing that, you know, all the stuff on the first two pages were so boring that uh, the guy would just pass it on without reading it. Right. (laughs) And despite uh, an alarming shot of the info of that letter being put on a stack of letters in a sea of stacks of letters um which is supposed to make us feel like oh no he's not going to get the information uh we'll later find out he did in fact read it um he really needs to assign some officers to sort his mail Um, (laughs) i think yeah that 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 shot was definitely for dramatic effect i i hope I hope that's not what his desk actually looked like. Um,
0: I'm sure every general's desk looks like that. <laughs> it's just shit everywhere. Anytime I've ever seen anybody in charge of a group of people, they always have just shit everywhere. Just because like everybody needs them and is only thinking about what they need, and so the person's just overwhelmed with like paperwork and stuff. So, <laughs> so right? I think that's kind of funny. Yeah. And it makes
1: uh, him look busy i guess <laughs> oh yeah 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 um over on over on red team uh general john andre has la- launched a a very elaborate plot to cement his control over his continental informant um you know we we heard about this guy in episode one now we've gotten to to see him um this is not something that happens in episode six, so I don't know how much time I want to spend on it, but it is, it comes, it is another really rare instance of a, I'm scratching my head a little over what exact, let's see, how do I put this? I see what he's doing and I know what he wants to accomplish. I don't see how they connect exactly. Um, you know, the part I'm talking about, tell me what you remember about it. This is with the actress that he recruits.
0: Uh, I haven't seen this season in a while. Um, so I don't remember him recruiting the act. I just remember he recruited a actress. Um, and there was like a cat fight between the chick that Andre really loves and the actress.
1: Okay. Well, what he does, what he does with the actress is he gets her to, okay. Now his informant doesn't, hasn't, they've never met face to face. Um, So the informant knows that he gave the information to John Andre, but he doesn't know what John Andre looks like. So Andre recruits um, and seems to be actually like, you know, consider uh, his legit girlfriend, um, this actress to seduce the continental guy who is another general, it turns out. And then while they're doing some, Kind of foreplay stuff. Uh, Andre and some soldiers just like burst in and say, "Ah, you're fucked now. We gotcha." Uh, they take the girl out, and she, you know, we're we're supposed to believe she's being molested or tortured or something. She's screaming bloody hell in the in the opposite room, but it's one of those things where it's all just for show. In fact, there's a really funny shot of in the other room. She's actually playing cards with the other soldiers while she's screaming you remember that (laughs) yeah okay so andre's putting the screws to this guy saying no you're not a continental general you're a like you're a british defector which doesn't seem to be the case and you know, says, you're going to give me information. The guy says, I already gave information. Andre says to who the guy says, I gave it to general John Andre. And that's when John Andre reveals that that's, that's me pleased to meet you. Um, all this stuff, like it doesn't connect. Like he's, he's, you, you know, obviously he's trying to develop the source. Um, He'd had, you know, the most recent thing he got from this guy was information about the safe house. And when they went to attack the safe house, the continentals clearly knew about it. And that's how Simcoe got ambushed. And it was a real like bloody nose for the Brits. And so now Andre can't be sure that he can trust this guy. I don't see how any of what we see him doing, uh, confirms that he can trust the guy. Uh it's not a thing where he's vetting him like Caleb and um, you know, it's not a situation where he's like putting the guy to the test to see if he'll say the name John Andre. And if he doesn't, then he passes the test, because he does say the name John Andre. Um so that wasn't the point of it. Um just a little muddied and it's like one of the very few things I've seen in the season that you know, really scratched a little hole. I ended up scratching a little hole in my head uh, over trying to figure out how, how this stuff connects. But the easiest thing to me to have done, which uh, is a missed opportunity is just play the, the typical thing of now that your source has given up some information, you now have that over them and you can develop them further and force them into more, dangerous and treasonous acts, right? Yeah. That would have been simple. But uh so anyways, but that's that's going on and um meantime uh Anna's old housemaid Abigail has been shipped to New York and uh put um as a housemaid into General andre's household, which is a total coincidence and not something that was planned by anyone. And that's just kind of catching up, where like what what has happened to our main characters that might apply to what's going on in this episode. And um, I'll let you I'll let you run with the beginning of this episode if you like.
0: Yeah, uh, we actually got like an explosion of tradecraft, or at least the discussion thereof, which I, I really enjoyed. Um, you know, a lot of stuff's happened since episode one uh, that sets us up for later, but there's really one main story that i think gets most of the attention this episode and um you know you brought up talmage and his like captain not really getting along and their ideology of how to handle intelligence and I, I i guess it's mentioned in this episode that that captain is actually the head of intelligence and and his whole i guess uh he's a general med- he's
1: he's a general by the way
0: oh he's a general. Um, his his whole approach is just the tried and true use scouts and stuff like we uh, discussed in episode one. Um, but this episode, uh, we start out with like a hanging of someone that, that was like robbing shit. And um, it, it was like an execution in front of the eyes of Talmadge and uh his superior general and then there's uh I, I, like you mentioned talmich thought he was going to be court-martialed but it turns out it's <laughs> it's more of like a gentlemanly discussion between washington and this new really uh quirky character i forget his name i should have written down his name but uh the actor um played milton in office space uh it's, St- it's, St-
1: it's steven root yes yeah, exactly. i don't know i don't know i didn't catch the character's name either
0: Yeah, but he's a civilian that's been uh, teaching encryptions and handling all kinds of uh, spymaster stuff for General Washington. And then we got this other general who's supposedly headed of intelligence and then Talmadge. So we've got like a discussion between these four men, and that's kind of like the meat of the episode is arguing over whether or not we should use civilians and uh, have a chain of – this kind of spy network that that's intriguing Washington that's kind of being promoted by Talmadge and this uh, other guy um, played by Steve Vert. And then the general is like, no, this should be handled in military fashion. And we shouldn't be using money uh, for this when we need money, supplies and stuff for our soldiers on the field and stuff. Um, but like through this kind of conversation between these four men, we just get like a huge discussion of intelligence on a very like, uh fundamental level which I thought was kind of cool um the episode starts out with I, I guess Abraham like drops like a coated egg and then we find out later how he how the the spy master guy does it was that like in his head by the way because it seems like he didn't get in trouble from that shot and then he just ends up delivering
1: food. oh let me let me walk you're talking about the cold open and um yeah yeah I it it slipped past me on the first try, but I'll, let me let me explain what happens. Uh, in the cold open, we first see uh, Stephen Root, like just kind of from the side, we see that some man with glasses is writing something, and then we see in New York, uh, Abraham's doing something involved involving a, a, a secret message in a hard-boiled egg, but he gets uh, stopped by an officer who wants to buy an egg. And in the altercation, uh, Abraham gets shot, like gut shot, like right. like he's going to die
0: yeah. kind of shot. <laughs>
1: and then but from there, we go back to the office where the, the big guy with the glasses is writing and he like crumples it up, throws it into a wastebasket that's overflowing uh, with crumpled up pieces of paper and says, well, you know, time to start again so, what, oh, so what's he's happening,
0: brainstorming that's exact, really cool exactly that's, <laughs> that's,
1: that scene is just yeah introducing us to the mind of the steven root character and how much right. work and how much thought he puts into figuring out and he works out and he's thinking about all the possible things that can go wrong and when he comes to a dead end he just stops and scraps the plan entirely and starts again from scratch
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's hard to catch. That was kind of confusing. Uh, thanks thanks for clearing that up. Um, sure. But, yeah, no, uh, he does, you know, that's the type of character he seen. He's just kind of like a kooky, out there, consider, and he considers, like, all the scenarios. So, uh, I I, I totally missed that. So, thanks for clearing that one up.
1: I was um, ultra thrilled to see Steven Root in this show. Uh, yeah. I'm actually <laughs> pretty much ultra thrilled to see him anytime. Yeah. <laughs> um. I accidentally, you know, when I was uh, making the notes of of the cast for the show, uh, I did notice that he's only in seasons one and two, which makes me sad. But Mm -hmm. it's probably better to to know that in advance than to uh, uh, become disappointed when he just disappears or or worse, gets killed or something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I just hope I just hope he's in the show a whole lot because he's really enjoyable to watch and he's a really good character.
0: Yeah, it's super fun. I feel the same way about uh Stephen Root. Anytime I see him in anything, I'm like, yay. Um
1: so yeah. Um if I could go back and, and just kind of frame this episode a little. Um I mean you you definitely mentioned like what you know the kind of stuff that we're gonna see, but like overall it is like it's mostly a Ben episode. This is this is a this is about Ben's journey. And we're gonna kind of like that story is pretty much about like starting with Washington being impressed with the New York info he wants them to he wants more he wants more of this and he's at tasking these people to tell him is there a way we can get more of this on a more reliable basis they're going to have a lot of discussions about that in the end uh Talmage is going to like win the argument with a really cool speech which we'll save till after we've talked about some of the things that they uh, discuss in in tradecraft wise, yeah. Yep. The uh you mentioned the egg. Um I got bad news on this one. It's probably bullshit did the did the research this technique might this technique has been described as early as the 3rd century and seems to have been uh mentioned by people written about by people as having been rediscovered numerous times since then but um the the exact mix of of what you know the exact proportions of what you would need to mix to make this kind of ink that would Again, uh, just in case, in case someone's listening to this, haven't, hasn't seen the show with the technique we see is that you can basically write on the outer shell of a hard boiled egg and it's like invisible ink. But once you've cracked the egg and are looking at the albumen, by the way, that's the name for the white of an egg. Uh, you can, you can see what's written there, which is really awesome. And I was super disappointed, uh, Nobody that I can find on the Internet has managed to replicate it. Lots of people have tried it's it's probably bullshit, but we can't know for a hundred percent sure. What about you Have you got some other things you want to you know you've said there's a lot of tradecraft in here. you want to you want to throw out some examples? Some of our cool stuff. Most of this stuff comes from the Stephen Root character. In fact, almost all of it does, I think.
0: Um, yeah, so the episode mainly focuses on the discussion between these four men. And the questions asked uh, whether or not they should go forward with setting up the ring. Or what this kind of other general... Well, I guess I'll just call him like General Prick. Because that's, that's just kind of like the cartoon character he fits Um, so we talked about the egg and, uh, but you know, um, Telmage kind of brings up his strategy that he's been using with Woodhull. Um, and, uh, the idea is that he's got this chain and we discussed this in episode one that anytime Abe has information, um, he tells Anna to do the signal and the signal is tying up a black petticoat and I think some other like linens to determine which, Cove to land in, which then mm-hmm. signals Caleb to come in to meet with Abe. Abe gives the information, the information gets from Caleb to Ben. Um, here we actually because you know on the show we talk a lot about dead drops. Here we, you know, like and I described uh Steven Root's character as this really quirky type of energetic oddball, and he starts like autistically flipping out. He was like, What? You, you, your contacts are meeting no you, you, your courier and your messenger should never meet blah 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 And then there's like kind of like a cool little scene with like Talmage and, and uh, Stephen root where he's like Roots explaining like you know like the dangers of that and he's like no what you set up is like a predetermined place and uh, to leave the information and the courier comes and picks it up and why is that you know and then he, and he actually like you know calls it a dead drop which was kind of fun. Uh, but, um, he, like, it kind of points out like the idea, even though they're using a cutout, which is like the purpose of having a kind of separating the people. So I guess in this case it'd be Caleb is the separation between Talmadge and Abe, but the idea of the courier and the messenger meeting could get them in trouble. So why don't we set up a dead drop? And that's, that solves the problem. They're never, ever seen together. The the information is deposited and picked up and there's no connection between them. I, I thought that was a fun scene, especially, like, you know, Todd, you discussed like how much he liked Steven Root. It's just like, the, these are the type of characters he really shines in. It's what he just like, it's all like, ah! <laughs> Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, I personally question, I strongly question whether or not the exact term dead drop had been coined at this point but right. I don't, I don't, I don't have any idea. I just, I just have doubts. Um, not, not that it bugs me that they, they call it that uh, in this show. Yeah. Um, what else, what else has he got for us?
0: Um, one of the things he did praise Talmage for that, I guess he hadn't thought of, which I was a little confused of because I would think this idea would be older than time. You know what I mean? Uh, but apparently Stephen Root's character had never considered finding someone that already has the occupation of a good cover. Like he was talking about his used teachers and soldiers and artists and all these other people. And he was just like, but your boy Abe is already a businessman. There's no reason to spend the money or time building this, you know, I guess identity when he's already a guy, you know, and, uh, I, I, I I'm sure this is not a new idea in the revolution, but I mean, maybe this is for the audience to explain like why this is a big deal. Um, but I thought it was kind of cool that they actually like had a little exposition about this. Cause we don't really see this stuff kind of explained in most spy films. Like, you know, if you're a spy fan, you kind of already understand the, 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 weight of this, but it was still kind of fun to hear them explain it, you know? Um, and it, like I get what Steven Root had, he had mentioned that he just like hired people. And then, like, produced an identity for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, he makes this he makes this great uh, point too. And this is in counterpoint to uh, General Stupid Chief's uh, yeah. General Stick in, <laughs> Stick in the Muds,
0: uh, you know,
1: really really wants to rely on soldiers, soldiers that obey the chain of command, soldiers that uh-huh. you know, like everything's very regimented and you know, proven loyalties and strictly following orders. And, uh, Stephen Root says, no, 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 soldiers, soldiers, they make the worst spies because they're, they're so drilled in their movements and, and so, uh, disciplined, you know, uh, to their, to their core that you can just spot them a mile away and, and they can't fake this kind of stuff as, as far as, as far as Stephen Root, having not thought of the idea of just recruiting, uh, people that are. Like already in place. Um, my thought on that is kind of that I think, you know, I mean, spying is an art has got to be an art as old as cities, you know? yeah <laughs> um, I mean, and just the simple idea of scouting the enemy, like that's got, that's got to be, you know, just ridiculously old. So I think, I think where I land on, on some of this tradecraft stuff is that I mean, I feel like probably at different points in history, people had to like kind of rediscover spycraft because I don't think it was uh, like there's no classes in it. You know, I don't think anyone's I don't think at this point in history, like anyone's been writing books about it and how (laughs) to do it. So, you know, the people that might have learned this or that trick in one era likely didn't pass it down. Uh, mm-hmm. To to later generations, so I that's that's what I like to think is going on um, with stuff like that.
0: Uh, They're the, the, just kind of figuring it out on their own, but these these tricks might have been in use elsewhere, type of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Talmadge's ideas that you know, like the historical Talmage, I think his ideas were largely like self generated. Like these were ideas uh-huh. he had on his own even though their ideas like someone else in the past probably already kind of figured out. And, right. you know, Steven Root's character has already learned like a different version of it, like, and mm. is in many ways more advanced at it. But, mm. um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a case of, of more, more, more minds coming up with the, the best ideas I think.
0: Right, um, right. Route. Speaking of skipping the yeah. the um, uh, military chain of command, because um, you, you just brought it up, I uh, I don't know if I want to call this um, deep spate propaganda or not, but uh, I thought it was clever that they brought this up this early on in the season, but I'm not sure. It, it was so kind of like just snuck in. You know, but uh, you know the the general like um, I hate everything unless it's what I do uh, is complaining that Congress will never approve the budget for this. And Stephen Root's like, "Oh, we won't have to. We'll have our own secret funds." So, you know, this already like the show's implying that there were already, there was already like a slush fund in play long ago. You know, pre pre birth of America, which is isn't hard to believe, but it was just so, like, I I really enjoyed watching it and, like, the, the kind of quips between him and the general. Uh, but also I kind of – I'm like – I'm not sure, like, is this kind of like a wink, you know, to say, hey, we need this for national security and this is a reason why or something, um, or that we have to skip, like, you know, balance of powers and, like – the, the the democratic process you know or something like that um because that's kind of what this scene implies did you have any thoughts on that
1: Oh well, no not really but uh yeah. you know i mean as far as you know just uh, appreciating the tradecraft as given to us as the audience and the show mm-hmm. this is another you know of of steven root's great uh points of w- things that we will need to do to make this work
0: um, oh, yeah, that he's kind of covered all the bases, not just like, oh, hey, let's be tricky. Like, hey, how are we going to fund this? How is this going to work? How do we keep our agents safe? No, yeah, no, he's he's definitely really well-rounded. Um, right.
1: And uh, again, you know, to the point of, you know, different people having different blind spots, you know, uh, and what I said about Talmadge probably, I think, at, at least up to this point in the show uh, where he's kind of – I think he's going to go forward to become kind of a student of, of mm-hmm. Stephen roots methodologies, but you know, another flip out for a, uh, you know, opportunity for Stephen roots character is to find out that they're not using any kind of encryption that they're just, they're just writing out exactly what they're talking about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, <coughs> you went to Yale, right? Like, are you sure you went to Yale? Like didn't you learn like Greek, Latin, and Hebrew? And uh yeah. And then well, didn't he also kinda like have a whole thing about agents' names? He was like, Why are you calling him Woodhull? We need to give mm-hmm. him a new name or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the idea just the simple idea of a code name, you know, yeah. hadn't hadn't occurred <laughs> to Talmadge. Um and that's uh that's also gonna become Important. Oh, well, I guess there's there's one other thing. There's one other thing that happened uh in previous episodes leading up to this. Uh that or no, no, this is in this episode. This is in this episode. Uh, but we uh we also saw that Simcoe, who we remember having been captured by uh Talmadge in episode one, uh has been returned as part of a prisoner exchange. And uh, those prisoners are going to report to General Andre in New York so he can debrief them on anything they may have learned. One of the guys in the prisoner exchange is, uh, along with Simcoe, is a plant that was put in there by Root. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's not going to last too long because he apparently... Eats his meat, like he that's just the way he eats his meat is like wrong. It's not the way they do it in Europe and makes yeah, movies. you brought up,
0: uh, you brought up Abigail, um, which uh was Anna's handmaiden, and uh, there's a whole scene where uh, Andre makes a whole fuss about the placement of uh silverware and dishes. And he asked her to show her, show him how she was placing. He pointed out, ah, yeah, but in Europe, you're supposed to switch hands. It's what slows us down from falling in a gluttony or something like that. And that was actually really cool that he was so paying attention to detail. And this goes back to the thing that Stephen Root's character was pointing out was that soldiers, like, they can't they can't forget, like, their, their strict, rigid regimen, you know, and so, like, this plant... Isn't from Europe. He's from the Americas, and probably isn't going to know how to eat correctly like a European, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, we we got to and see also, a whole like, scene he didn't where know, Andre pointed that out. He also
1: like didn't know his regiment's motto or something, which was like yeah, or really pronounce like it more correctly, r- more damning, I think. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Uh, again that goes to roots blind spot about never having considered the idea of recruiting people like he's instead of trying to r- turn a redcoat like a legit guy who would know his his company's motto and would know naturally how to eat his meat in the european way roots idea was to put in someone to pretend to be that person and that, again, goes to, you know, Root has just never really considered the idea of just turning people that are already in place. Uh-huh. Um, um, but I, it's a nice I like this part.
0: I like the whole battle between Andre and Simcoe, because Simcoe just being like a brutal, like, soldier that just, ah, just kill, just stabs the guy in the middle of dinner. He, like he, Here he is, is like, you know, a guest at Andre's and just stabs a dude because he's like, oh, this guy's obviously a traitor. Let me just kill him right here and now. And Andre just explodes at him. He's like, what have you done? And, like Simcoe's like jacking himself off. Like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, I knew he was like a traitor because he didn't know his motto and couldn't eat right. And he's like, yeah, I already fucking knew that. My plan was to flip him, which you've robbed me of. Like, were you so bloodthirsty that you could, like, has it been that long since you've killed that you couldn't just (laughs) leave? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like, yeah. Like like, there's a clear like thematic distinction between spy and soldier going on in, in uh, this episode, um, which I kind of liked, even though, I mean, you know, a lot of spies did come right out of military. So, but it's, it's an interesting point about the kind of rigidity of, over and over, over regimen versus the natural interaction between human beings, I guess, is I, I, like the point being made, which I thought was kind of nice.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So um, to get to the, to the, con- well, unless there's other things, I don't have anything else to talk about, about like kind of the discussions they have about tradecraft. I'm ready to talk about uh basically the the way it the way it plays out and if and if you're ready to go there if you didn't have any other specific tradecraft to talk about
0: no no yeah you're talking about the big speech yeah the the uh the the what is that pathos that is really cool um the other thing i did want to mention was um steven root's like uh comment um um what did you say only that which is concealed is protected right and um that that I think is a good springboard. And if you want to just start going into the big speech, that would be cool. Uh, I, I thought that was a powerful quote. I liked it.
1: Right. So um, to set this up right, uh, we need to mention the, um, the end of episode five. The end of episode five, the big dump, dump, dump moment is when the big guy, George W., Uh, finally makes his appearance on the show. He shows up just at the very end of five and says, who is Abraham Woodhull? And so we're like, Oh, what the hell is going on? How does Washington know this name? Where is this going? What's going on here? And that's going to be very important to Washington's final decision, because at the beginning of their discussions, Talmadge asks Washington, "How do you know that name?" And uh, Washington just replies, "Excellent question," and then turns away and uh, markedly doesn't answer the question. Mm-hmm. So, with that in place, uh, do you want to do you want to handle like you know Washington's final, you know, uh, ask of them, like, "Can we do this?" and and how Ben handles it.
0: Yeah, they, they, uh, apparently the general, yeah, Washington ordered the general and Talmage to come back with a decision. Um, and the general comes back, you know, as he's been stuck and, you know, scouts tried and true, scouts tried and true, military men, that's it, you know. Um, and Talmadge comes back, you know, you watch the episode and you just expect Talmage to just jump on. Root and Washington side, like no, we need like an actual spy ring type of thing. But he does it. He comes back and he like kind of protests um, the whole thing. He, you know, he's like, uh, well, the thing is, is if if we're the keepers of secrets, there's going to be a requirement of a lot of trust, and it seems like there isn't any trust between the four of us. And you know, it's you could totally see kind of the. Uh, foreshadowing of like, you know, the balance of power type of concept of, you know, the United States of America kind of just fitting into this. Um, and he, he, he goes, well, you know, the general here doesn't trust um, my use of civilians. Um, uh, Root doesn't trust my experience. You don't trust, you know, Wo- you know General Washington, you don't trust, you know, General Stick in the Mud uh, with his military mind. You know, and, and, and on top of that, you know, including you, you know, uh, Your Excellency, um, you you mentioned my friend's name, Abraham Woodhall, and have yet to disclose how you came about that name. And that shows that you don't even trust me when I have people like, you know, it's basically a point I'm risking people's lives. And these are my friends, you know, on top of that. And, and what are we even doing here? And that really, like, pulls on, like, Washington's heartstrings, right? You know, very very like yeah you're right we you know if, if we're gonna if we're gonna have this we're gonna need some sort of set of standards and as well as develop some kind of trust between us um which i thought was was nice little sentimental heartfelt moment yeah and
1: you know as a as a QA professional uh you know and someone that you know i mean in quality assurance uh was my career for for many years and the main the main job is to absolutely be honest with the guys upstairs about when they ask like what's the state of affairs like you can't you can't massage it you know you can't massage the truth so i love i love the fact that ben you know even though this is his like this is his like dream project you know but but he's willing to sink it by the fact that you know just the, the 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 facts within this room are just not adding up to what we actually need. And I think this is like just crazy good, uh, script writing. So Washington, uh, asks, you know, uh, you know, he wants to consult with Talmadge privately, takes him outside and basically tells him, uh, I just figured it out. Like nobody told me the name, abraham woodhull um i forget do you remember exactly how it goes yeah it,
0: yeah yeah Go ahead. He, Go ahead. Um, uh, so well first of all we actually didn't discuss this in episode one and i'm really upset we didn't because uh, so this is the perfect timing um uh, one i wanted to point this out as like a yay plus spy points on washington because he used a little bit of analysis on this um getting fragmented information and then taking uh, incomplete information and drawing a conclusion. Um, So a little trivia tidbit, and I'm sure our huge spy fan listeners are aware of the name. Nathaniel Hale uh, is actually the first American spy to die for his country. Um, He was discovered by the Redcoats and hung. And I believe his final words were, I wish I had many more lives so I could die that many more times for my country or something like that. Um, But uh, there's actually a statue at Langley And any um, agents that go out in the field will go and leave money for the statue of Nathaniel Hale as kind of like a little, uh, what would you call, um, what's that called? Superstition. Uh, Anyway, Nathaniel Hale, who uh, apparently was buddies with this whole circle of buddies, or at least knew all these guys in Sawtucket, his piece of intelligence that he got over to Washington uh, was the names Benjamin Talmadge, Caleb was it Brewster, Caleb, Caleb, something. And then Abraham Woodhull, a farmer. Um, the note that Talmadge had fed into the reports to get to Washington that, you know, they had to sneak in to get to him um, uh, mentioned a farmer. Um, and, and that's when Washington himself took this piece of intelligence that he got from Nathaniel Hale. And then this fragmented piece of information that turned out to be verified that there was a big attack and that all this stuff was going on and it helped them win. Um, and he put two and two together and he was like, well, the farmer must be Abraham Woodhall and Tomage must be involved. So uh, major spy points on Washington here. I don't know if this yeah. all went down, but it was fun.
1: <laughs> right. As far as how it, how it all went down. It's a good time. I mean, yeah, I say, I mean, Washington is demonstrating really great acuity uh, in in this scene and he's also um, you know the actor's doing a really great job of like this this guy does like exude the kind of charisma that makes it believable that people would you know risk so much uh, mm. you know to go under under his command we can't know at least not with our with my limited studies into the subject we can't know if washington was really this cool uh because we always have we always have to remember like he is our first president he is like our national hero so we always have to be on guard for like you know myths to be uh you know intruding on reality and for the show to maybe have a an interest in massaging its primarily american audience i assume yeah into you know, being so like, yeah, George Washington, he's fucking awesome. <laughs> right? um, but, you know, I, I think the most I know of Washington is from this one documentary that I watched like a long time ago when I was a teenager. And I don't know if it was propaganda, but everything I've ever heard about him says that he was actually a very impressive and, and super intelligent man and could drink anyone under the table. He legendarily, <laughs> legend, yeah. legendarily drink beer from morning till night, like in astonishing quantities that right.
0: um, <laughs> I heard that 25% of his presidential salary went to beer is, is, I believe what I had heard. I don't know how accurate that is, but I, I'd like to believe that that's the case.
1: <laughs> um, Yeah. So that's the thing in Washington. Is so impressed. He's so impressed with the fact that uh, Ben has put his put his finger on the absolute heart of the problem. It is a thing about trust, and Washington is willing to go that route. Not because someone convinced him that this was a good idea, but because someone precisely told him exactly what it would take for this to work. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're gonna do it, and uh the episode finishes with uh I guess you could call it a callback uh remember, root has insisted if we're gonna do this, like you know our agents have to have code names. they've settled on Culpepper
0: uh-huh.
1: for uh for Abraham, and uh I think that the episode ends with with Benjamin asking well what what why Culpepper?" And Washington declines to answer the question with another excellent question and doesn't answer.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So,
1: so they are going to, so this signals like, and this is why this is so just genius storytelling. Like they are going to proceed, but Washington's acknowledging to Ben like, yeah, we are going to have secrets from each other. Yeah. But we're going to trust that it's, it's going to pay, pay out. We
0: need some trust, and uh, but we also need to understand that there's going to be secrets that we got to protect.
1: Yeah. Need to know, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're on, you're on a need to know basis. Prove yourself first. And then, uh, yeah, oh, and that's right. He got promoted to major. Because I think uh, the general's uh, protest was like, um, a captain can't be uh, head of intelligence. And then Washington's like, that's why I promoted him to major.
1: yeah and eh." and so yep so washington has a new head of intelligence and it's our boy ben
0: yep um anything else you wanted to point out or i think Um, i think this is a good place to finish and maybe lead on for the next episode
1: yeah we had it uh yeah this is definitely a ben a ben's journey episode uh for sure and uh and a really good one and Simcoe's back on the board. So it's following it's following my you know, like I've said, like my suspicion is the, the the episode right after the the first episode after the midpoint of a season, that's the one where they're gonna really start setting stuff up. And I, I feel justified uh that this episode confirms my theories so far.
0: Yeah, definitely a good choice. Uh absolutely like enjoyed watching this and letting it play out. Um, But next week we're finishing season one and I think it's episode 10.
1: Yep. It's a 10 episode series.
0: And then after that, we're going to where Eagles dare, I believe is our next film. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh, join us next week for episode 10. And if you want to jump ahead, um, definitely get a watch of where Eagles dare when you get a chance because um, that'll be our next movie, and if do you haven't try, already, do, oh, do, right?
1: if you care about spoilers, do try to make sure you finish the season. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot to to spoil about this show, to be honest.
0: America um, wins. <laughs> 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 do
1: do try to jump ahead uh, and catch up with us because uh, our our habit when we do the final episode of a season, you know, which is really just also an excuse for us to talk about the season in in general, uh will be, you know, there'll be no uh holdback on, on the spoilers on that. Another note too for people watching out there, I threw this in the group, but maybe you're not in the group. Uh this show Netflix has started doing something which I appreciate that uh when a show is gonna disappear from their roster, they start telling you that. Uh like so if you're on if you're just watching this on Netflix which I don't I think I still assume is where most people get their streaming content I think it's still the number one out there um mm-hmm. yeah this show's going to disappear from Netflix uh on uh December 1st just 3 weeks from now or two no 2 weeks from now by the time you're hearing this so uh catch as much of it as you can it is an AMC original and If you go to the AMC Plus page, you'll see that they have the show all set up, you know, and all the episodes are there, but each of them says not available. My assumption is that that the moment it disappears from Netflix, it's natural to assume that it's going to show up on AMC Plus. And if you don't have that, it's a $4.99 a month subscription, which uh, for to 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 continue and finish this show for me absolutely worth the money i plan on throwing them that cheddar
0: Hell yeah (laughs) um but uh yeah if you haven't already subscribe to our podcast spies like us podcast uh you can search on any podcast app that you use um also shoot us a line if you love us if you hate us um spieslikeus.net go to the contact page you can shoot us an email or you can just tweet us, spies underscore like us, or facebook.com slash spies like us podcast. Um, and yeah, and tell your friends about us. Right, time
1: Oh, yeah. As always, uh, tell if if you like this show, chances are you know someone else that might, or maybe just tell some random person uh, sitting on that bench next to you. Oh, yeah. And hope and hope that they're not working for the other side.
0: Right. <laughs> Alright, well see everyone next week. Sounds good. The preceding transmission sampled the song Enter the Party by Kevin McLeod and sound effects from freesound.org. Attributions and links are found at spieslikeus.net.